Paul says in 1 Thessalonians in chapter 4, he says, For ye know, verse, start beginning at verse 2, um, start at verse 1. He says, Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as ye have received of us how ye ought to walk and please God, so you would abound more and more. For ye know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles, which not know not God, that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter, because that the Lord is the avenger of all such as we also have forewarned you and testified. For God, verse 7, for God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. <clears throat> and so why is it, what Paul is saying here is that, first of all, sexual immorality is something that shouldn't even be named among us as Christians. It shouldn't even be named among us. It shouldn't be found among us. Why? Because we belong to God. We belong to Yeshua, Jesus the Christ. And so we ought to live differently. And not only that, but sexual immorality does not image the relationship between Christ and his church. Everything in all creation is meant to image the relationship between Jesus Christ and his church. And if it doesn't image the relationship of Jesus Christ and his church, it's of the devil and it's wrong. Any human relationship does not, that does not image that is wrong. And this is one of the reasons why sexual immorality is wrong. It's because it does not image the relationship between Jesus Christ and his church, which is the bride of Christ. And and, and because sexual sexuality is the picture of salvation. It is sex, sexual uh, sexuality in a marital relationship, in a Christian marital relationship. Let me say that again. Sexuality in a Christian marital relationship images the relationship between Jesus Christ and his church. What do you mean? In natural terms, when a wife covenants with her husband, she covenants with her husband. She says, you're the only one for me. You're the only one. I swear, I vow, I make it, I certify it in the courts. I certify it. I enshrine it in law that you are mine forever. The wife and the husband, they covenant with each other like that. Then what happens? So the, so that means that ahead of time, that means that the wife has accepted her husband into her heart first. Then in the marriage bed, what does the wife do? The wife receives her husband into her body. She receives him into her body. And then what happens? The husband then releases new life into her via sperm cells. He releases new life into her. And then what happens? New life is formed in her in the form of a child. And the same thing happens with us in Jesus Christ, Yeshua, the Messiah. We say of the Lord when we repent of our sins and we believe in his name and believe in his salvation. We say, Lord, Yeshua, you are the only one for me. You're the only one for me. I am covenant covenanting with you. I'm saying you are my Savior. You, you are my Messiah. You are my Savior. You are my God. I am committing myself entirely to you. You are my Lord, the decision maker in my life. You are to be the one who makes all the decisions from here on out. I want to do your will. 
what happens. So you're receiving him into your heart. You're covenanting with him. It's enshrined in heaven. It's, it's written in the book of life. It's enshrined. You've covenanted with him. You've received him into your heart. What happens then? The Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, enters into you. The Spirit of Jesus Christ enters into you and then does what? He releases new life into you. And that new life is the life of Jesus Christ within you, growing, forming, transforming you. And that's exactly the image that God wants us to portray in marital sexuality. See, even heathen, even married heathen don't even know that what they're doing in the bed is picturing the, the plan of salvation for God, for uh, of, of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is why sexual immorality, people just hooking up, screwing, and then leaving, breaking it off, having sex, breaking it off, having sex, breaking it off. And why watching it and, and watching porn and watching movies with sex and uh, sexual immorality in it. And even if Mary, if they're showing movies with Mary sex, that's still wrong. Why? Because it does not image the relationship between Jesus Christ and his church is supposed to picture Jesus, the relationship between Jesus Christ and his church. And if it doesn't do that, it's evil. It's of the devil. Everything is supposed to point to the salvation message of Jesus Christ and his relationship with his church. Now, the same thing. Now, now we, we as Christians, we talked about it in terms of uh, basic the relationship between uh, a human husband and human wife, and then how that relates individually between us and the Lord Jesus. But then as a church, it's the same thing. We, When we give ourselves to the Lord, what happens? We are the bride of Christ. We are the bride of Christ. We open up ourselves as a church to the Lord, as a whole collective uh, to the Lord. He and we receive him. He enters into us. He fills us with new life. You see, and this is this is again why it's so important for us to be pure sexually because we are pointing to the salvation message of Jesus Christ and the, and when and we're imaging in Christian marital sexuality, we're imaging the relationship between Jesus Christ and his church. In fact, Everything and all creation, because the Bible says in Colossians chapter one, verses 15 through 17, that all things, all things, everything, everything was created by him for him. Everything was created by him and for him. And so anything that does not glorify him and the relationship that he has with his church as husband is of the devil and is wrong. And even, and you see that again, not just in the marital relationship, but you see that in the husband and wife relationship where the relationship between Jesus Christ, uh, the relationship between Jesus Christ and his church is imaged. For example, the husband, Jesus Christ is Lord of the universe. He is Lord, right? The church is his bride. It's his wife. And so what is the wife supposed to do? What is the church supposed to do? Ephesians, Ephesians tells us the wife is supposed to submit to the husband, Jesus Christ, in all things because he is Lord and he is the head of the body. Well, what, how did the Lord, how did the God of heaven who created all things, how did he image that in the earth? 
the marital relationship between husband and wife. The husband is Lord of his home. Just like Jesus Christ, Yeshua the Messiah, is Lord in heaven, the man is supposed to be Lord in his home. And just as the bride of Christ is submitted to Jesus Christ in all things and supposed to be submitted in all things, so the wife on earth is supposed to be submitted to her earthly husband in all things. Why? Because that images the relationship between Jesus Christ and his church. That and anything outside of that is wrong and it's of the devil. Father-son relationship, same thing. You find what? Jesus Christ, who is our Lord, our Father, our God, our King. You find him. He is our uh, he, he is our Father. And then what do we find? We submit to him as our Father. How does God picture that on earth? He has earthly fathers and children. He says children are supposed to submit to their fathers in all things. So the Lord is always imaging the relationship between himself and his church with our human relationships on earth. He's always imaging our human relationships on earth are supposed to be reflective of his relationship between Christ and the church. Always. And anytime you find that the relationships don't reflect the image of Jesus Christ and his church, you all you find all these wrong things. It, the outcome is always bad. Whenever the relationship does not image the relationship between Jesus Christ and his church, it always ends up bad. This is where you and I are seeing the whole, the LGBT movement. Why? Because they're not imaging Jesus Christ, relationship between Jesus Christ and his church. And what are they doing? They're killing themselves. LGBT, unfortunately, has the, 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 the highest suicide rate of almost any group. They have twice the suicide rate of any group. You look at relationships where people are just shacking up. They're living together. They're sleeping together, but they're not covenant with each other. What do you find? Their relationships are miserable. They end up cheating. They end up breaking up. They end up, they're unfulfilled. The un, why? Because that relationship doesn't image Jesus Christ and his church. People who watch pornography or addicted to pornography, as I once was, by God's grace, he delivered me. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Uh, people who are addicted to pornography, what do you find them doing? They're coming together, breaking apart, coming together, breaking apart. All they're doing is they're just, they're, they're marring the image of Jesus Christ and uh, the image of Jesus Christ and his church. And what do you find them doing? They're doing drugs. They're committing suicide. They're doing all these things. Why? Because they are not fulfilling the purpose for which these relationships were established to begin with. These relationships were established to reflect the relationship of Jesus Christ and his church. And anytime you see that, anytime you see a wife who's rebelling against her husband, you're not imaging the relationship between Jesus Christ and his church. What do you find? You're bringing the devil straight into the home. The children become rebellious. The home ends up getting broken up. There's divorce. There's uh, ch children who end up traumatized who end up going on to live self-destructive lives themselves. Why? Because they did not image the relationship between Jesus Christ and his church. Whenever you find children who are disobedient to their parents when they're trying to tell them to do the right thing, what ends up happening? It always ends up bad for the children. Why? Because they are not imaging the relationship between Jesus Christ and his church. You see, anytime we, we do all sin, all sin, all sin 
come from behavior that does not reflect the relationship between Jesus Christ and his church. That's all. That's where all sin comes from. All sin comes from that place. The failure to reflect the relationship between Jesus Christ and his church. And so this is the source of all of our dysfunction. This is the source of all of this confusion, all these culture wars, the transgender, all this stuff, all this stuff, the 50% divorce rate, one out of two marriages failing. All this stuff comes from a failure to reflect the relationship between Jesus Christ and his church. And so this is what we've got to understand. Husbands, wives, fathers, mothers, children, everybody. Sons, daughters, brothers, and sisters, every single thing must relate. And you say, well, what about brothers and sisters, uh, Pastor Austin? What about brothers and sisters, Brother Austin? Oh, how does that reflect the, how does that reflect the, the, the relationship between Jesus Christ and his church? The Bible says that you, that, um, that in Romans chapter eight, verse 20 and 29, and we know all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord to them who are called according to his purpose. For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be the conformed to the image of his son, so that he might be the firstborn among many what? Brothers. Jesus Christ is also our brother. He is also our elder brother. And so even the brother relationship, the sister-brother relationship, whether you're whether you're a man or whether you're a woman, you are the sister, you are the brother, if you believe, you are the sister and brother of Jesus Christ. So every single human relationship in the world is meant to image the relationship between Jesus Christ and his church. And this is why sin is so heinous. This is why God condemns it. It, He condemns it, not just because, well, for one, because it's sin and it separates you from him, but two, it blasphemes, it breaks, it tears up, takes the image of Jesus Christ and his church, tears it up and tears it all up. Watching sex on TV tears up the image of Jesus Christ in his church. Living together, not married and having sex tears up the image of Jesus Christ in his church. Wives who are rebelling against their husbands and being disobedient rips up the image of the relationship of Jesus Christ in the church. Husbands who don't love their wives and don't care for them and don't love them and, 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 and love on them rips up and take care of them and be responsible, be the head of the house, rips up the relationship rips up the image of the relationship between Jesus Christ and his church. And so we have to be very, very careful that in all we do, we do it to the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ, which reflect and reflect the relationship between Jesus Christ and his church. And because, and there is nothing else outside of this. There is nothing else outside of this because the Bible says in Colossians in chapter one, reading from the Good News Bible, in Colossians chapter one and verse 15, he says, Christ is the visible likeness of the invisible God. He is the firstborn son, superior to all created things. For through him, God created everything in heaven and on earth, the seen and the unseen things, including spiritual powers, lords, rulers, and authorities. God created the whole universe through him and for him, through him and for him through him and for him. So anything that is not done through him and is not for him, it it is not of him because all creation is for him. 
Therefore, it makes sense that all of our relationships would be, should be, according to the design of God, should be reflective of of Jesus Christ's relationship with his church because it was for him. All creation is for him. You say, oh, well, what about other things? Is it just humans, Brother Austin? No, it's not humans. Look at the stars in the sky. Look at the sun. Look at the planets. Look at our solar system. Look how the the planets revolve around the sun. That's a picture, again, of Jesus Christ and his church. Just as the planets revolve around the sun, so his people, so his bride, so his church is supposed to be revolving around him. Oh, but what about the sun-moon relationship, Pastor Austin? What about that? How how does that how is that reflective of Jesus Christ and his church? Well, the Bible also mentions that as well. The Bible says in um in Genesis talking about the dream that Joseph had of uh of, that he shared with his that he shared with his brothers. What did he say? He says in uh, Genesis chapter 37 and verse 9, he says, And he dreamed yet another dream and told, his, told it his brethren and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. And behold, the sun and the moon and the 11 stars made obeisance to me. And so what is he talking about? He's saying his father and his mother and all his brothers, they bowed down to him. But now, wait a minute. What does is, what is he call, what is, the, what, is the, uh, what is Joseph calling the husband? Joseph is calling uh, Isaac, his father, I'm sorry, Jacob, rather. He's calling Jacob, his father, the son, and he's calling his wife, his mother, the womb, the, the moon. See, the husband is the sun, the wife is the moon. The, the wife is supposed to be the reflection of her husband. She is supposed to reflect the light of her husband. She's not trying to shine her own light, no. She's not trying to be independent and do her own thing and follow her own purpose and plan and program, no. She's, if she's supposed to be following her husband. And so the sun is a picture of the husband and the moon is a picture of the wife. Well, how does that relate to our Lord Jesus Christ and his relationship to the church. The church of Jesus Christ is the bride of Christ and Christ is the sun. He is the brightest thing in the universe and we are supposed to be the moon. We are supposed to be the reflection of Jesus Christ. We are supposed to be reflecting the life of Jesus Christ and that's what the bride does. That's what a wife does. We are supposed to be reflections of him and this is exactly why he said I am the light of the world. Then later on he said no you now you are the light of the world. You are supposed to be reflections of me. That's why the Bible says in Colossians in chapter 3 I mean, forgive me, Second uh, Corinthians in chapter 3. 2 Corinthians in chapter 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 17. A verse I go to very often. He said, I'm starting at verse 16. Nevertheless, he's, uh, he says, nevertheless, uh, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. I'll start at verse 15. Forgive me, y'all. Verse 15. But even unto this day when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Verse 17. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Verse 18. But we all 
with open face. You see, that's what a moon is. The moon has an open face to receive the light of the sun. But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are what? Are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So when I open up my heart to the Lord, what does he do? He transforms me into the image and likeness of Jesus Christ. He makes me just like Jesus Christ to where I become a reflection of him. You see, that's what I'm talking about. Everything in all the universe is meant to image the relationship between Jesus Christ, Yeshua the Messiah, and his church. And anything outside of that is sin. Anything outside of that is of the devil. Everything outside of that is wickedness. Anything outside of that, out of imaging Jesus Christ and his relationship with the church is of the devil. And this is exactly why we see so much wickedness in the world, why our culture is going straight to hell, because they are trying to exist. They are trying to live lives. They are trying to do something different than imaging, surrendering, giving in, giving over, giving up, yielding, yielding themselves to Jesus Christ and their entire lives imaging the relationship between him and his church. And so we've got to repent. We've got to repent of our any of, of all these other ways of thinking, all these different ways, all these unbiblical ways, all these alternative, all these alternatives to God. There is to, to the Lord and to his way. There is no alternative. Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach is Lord. And there is no other way besides him. Islam can't save you. Buddhism can't save you. All these other religions let you do whatever you want. And they are contributing to the evil of society. They contribute because they tell you that you can do what you want to do and still practice their religion. And the same thing now is being preached in the churches. And you see the outcome of it. We've got to get back to the original plan of God. All things in this universe that exist, exist to image the relationship between Jesus Christ and his church. Nothing else. Anything outside of that is of the devil. It's of the devil. All the scripture is meant to point to that same thing. Again, this is why sexual immorality is so wicked. <clears throat> it's not just wicked because God hates it. He does hate it. But it is is so wicked because it perverts. It's a false gospel. It distorts the message of salvation that our God has for us. That just as the husband enters his wife and gives new life in a covenantal relationship, so we, when we surrender ourselves and open ourselves up to Jesus Christ, he enters into us and imparts new life, just as the husband does his wife. That is the image that God has for us. It's all meant to point to the relationship between Jesus Christ and his church. Remember that, brothers and sisters. And let us repent of our sins and repent of every other way of thinking. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Help us, Lord God of heaven, to repent of all these alternative ways of thinking, Lord, of trying to to, to live a life, Lord God of heaven, that you did not call us to live. You called us to be the image 
of Jesus Christ and to image the relationship of Jesus Christ and his church, his bride. Lord, help us to do so. Help us to live holy. Help us to live godly. Help us to live in such a submissive way to you, Lord. So submissive, so tender, so soft before you, Father Heaven, just as a wife should be for her husband, tender and soft and submissive before you. In the face of holiness and holy love, overwhelming love and goodness and kindness, let us melt before that, Father. Let all of our pride melt, all of our arrogance, all of our, this independence, Lord. Oh, this wicked independence to be done with that, Lord of heaven. And submit, 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 submit. Help us to yield ourselves to you, Lord, as we're supposed to. We love you and we praise you in the name of Yeshua, the Messiah, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.